I, I recognize that I'm suffering in school <laughs> and it yeah. sucks and I don't even know that it's going to feel worth it at the end of it. That's or true. I could choose to suffer making the idea center yeah. and like kind of putting my, my savings on the line and money and stuff and like there's some stress around that. So I, I could choose I could choose this struggle or I could choose this struggle and I wanted to pick the one that felt like it would be more fulfilling in the end. Okay, I did it. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not messing with this. <laughs> We're just going for it. All right, um, <laughs> all my assets. Hi, uh, welcome to my podcast. My name is Xavier Terminello. I'm here with uh, my friend Jalen Sue, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Sue. Um, he is the co-founder of a nonprofit and an organization that, uh, the Idea Center, which is, well, I guess if you want to give a little spiel about it. Yeah, the Idea Center is kind of like an educational space or a makerspace or whatever you want to call it. Um, and our goal is to serve mainly the avenue and students around middle through high school grade level um, and help them gain fluency in STEM technology so that they can apply those skills to pursue job opportunities, start businesses, or just make cool stuff. I mean, listen to that. <laughs> That's pretty freaking cool. Okay, um, so I obviously have questions. Um, I want to know, where did, I mean, like, let's go through a little history of this. Where did this, like, start? Well, first, like, your passion about STEM technology, and then how did, like, this whole makerspace idea come to fruition, and, like, how did that turn into you building, you know, the makerspace, the idea center? Right, yeah. Um, well, so it starts at data which is the middle school that both both of us have been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so went to data, seventh grade, I got into Alex Wolf is the instructor, his um, STEM class. Mm-hmm. It was it was then called STEM class, now it's called Makerspace. Oh, is it? Um, I never had his math and science, so I didn't get that in the sixth grade, but yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I went through his class, and basically that is the kind of source seed for, for all everything that's come since. So it all really starts with Alex's classroom. Um, and in that classroom, I got exposed to 3D printers, CNCs, lasers, um, all manner of, of that sort of like manufacturing technology. Um, and that just really inspired me. It was like I decided that that was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Like right away, it was kind of like a passion. <laughs> That's what um, I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I discovered my passion for that in his classroom. And then, I mean, like, I don't mean to interrupt, but just some no. of the stuff we were doing. I mean, I did have him sixth grade for the like math yeah, science yeah. combination. You guys got to do the, then, the rovers, and I was so upset. Yeah, that I we, didn't get to do we that. did so many s- cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, like Mr. Wolf, as you said, Alex Wolf, he was doing such I feel like innovative stuff. Yeah, like it was like we were kind of just like a random middle school. I feel like yeah, yeah. And here we had such like a quality teacher who was doing such like I feel like beyond like beyond middle school it's oh like, beyond high school i would say beyond college at this at this rate yeah i mean this is some of those things where it's like how did we get like this lucky like <laughs> it's we're now it's, it's a and it's like this is in sure. our backyard and yeah. so it's so crazy just to see how like this has evolved into i mean I yeah it's, it's, it, yeah but i mean like what we are doing in that those classes i think like sixth grade we made like a full aquaponic setup yeah i mean as Jalen mentioned we had like rovers that were uh, powered by solar panels. Um, we had wind turbines. We had things like that. I mean, I think the year before, no, my sixth grade year, um, it was actually my brother Noah. 
Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't know. He he and a team, they went to like a national tournament yeah, and for wind turbines, and they won and it. They won. Like they went all the way over to Florida. It was with this um, company, Siemens. It's like a wind yep. turbine company. They went over to Florida with Mr. Wolf, this whole team, yeah, and they won it. And I was like, this is the stuff he's doing, and it's it's just crazy. And then in seventh grade, my STEM class or the Maker Space class now, like we built like entire drones. Yeah, we, like, we had kids. And we had the we, robots. Yeah, we, we had like a module where it's like we just built a drone from scratch. Yeah, it was so We cool. like started modding it and we would just and like. We started a racing league. Everybody started racing them around. Like, <laughs> we'd have kids yeah. like just like, oh, I want to go to class today. They'd charge it or it'd be charged or whatever. They'd go out, fly drones for an hour, come back in, and then they'd be like, let's go to English now. Exactly. <laughs> right? So out of place. It, yeah, so it was just so amazing what he was doing. Mm. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. That's where it came from. Yeah. Okay, so you were telling me right before this, 2017, you started uh, a non-profit. What was the non-profit? Right. And, so, so... I'll, I'll connect the dots a little bit. So, yeah, went through Alex's classroom, got super inspired, left middle school, went into high school, and there's, there's a lot of us who have been through his class that mm-hmm. faced the same problem as me, where we got into high school, and suddenly we were in a mm-hmm. vacuum right, of technology, mm-hmm. we, we had this super enriching experience in middle school, and then there was nowhere to go afterwards. And there's Foothill, the, the, the technology high school in the, uh, in the city, but not everybody gets into it, and I didn't. Um, I didn't either, but... Exactly. So it, it, we just found ourselves in a vacuum, and then in 2017, Alex came back to us and said, hey, um, I'm thinking about putting together this nonprofit to do, to basically expand what I have in my classroom to other parts of the district and to other parts of the city in general. Um, and we were all on board. So in 2017, we founded some ambassadors. It was Alex, myself, um, and a group of other, I couldn't name all of them, okay. um, but a group of other high schooler and middle schoolers. Um, and I think there were probably about 12 of us to start. Okay, wow. Yeah. And so I, I kind of see you as like the, I guess like the face of this. I don't know if that's misinterpreting what it is or... A little bit. I So like it's, it's Alex... Alex definitely is kind of the core. Yeah, he brought yeah. us together to start. Uh-huh. But when it comes to the idea center, I think all of us um, kind of equal share in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, are they still in Ventura, like doing this? Like. Uh, yeah, most of them are. So I'm part of the the first generation is like the first group of kids because okay. since then we've recruited more people. Oh, sweet. Okay. So I'm first generation, and then this year, the last like the youngest students that were in the first generation are finally going off to college. So True. the last of the yeah, first generation yeah. are gone now. They're all leaving. Yeah, I mean, I'm part of the first generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then so now it's it's all entirely composed of newer students. Newer. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Okay, so how are you? Well, okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about the makerspace? Like, what do you offer there that's like, that's new and innovative? Say someone like hadn't had any experience in middle school. Say they were just, you know, new to the town and they're like, hey, what's this idea center? What would yeah. you tell them? So the idea center, like I'll, I'll list off the technology first because that's really easy. So we have eight different manufacturing technologies. There's 3D printing, which everybody by now is pretty familiar with. There's vinyl cutting, sublimation printing, fiber laser, um, water jet, CO2 laser, and man, I'm, I'm missing some DTG printer. <laughs> I don't even know what that uh, is, but... Well, we, can get, we can get into it later, but it lets you print on shirts, basically. <laughs> okay, um, okay. And then um, 
That might be it. It might just be seven. And then we have like a little wood shop that you can work in. Okay. And and uh, I think that's it. Oh, and CNC router. Okay, that is eight. CNC router. Okay. Yeah. Fair okay, enough. eight. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So what I have of those do? <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll go down the list. Three D printers. I think people are pretty yeah. familiar with. There's yeah. a ton of YouTube videos too. Vinyl cutters. Basically, it's like I don't know. It drags a knife in two D shapes, so you can feed it any two D design, okay. and it'll cut out this vinyl material, which has two layers, the vinyl part and like a backing, and it'll go halfway through. So that way you can remove what you don't want and oh, stick on what you do. And that's okay. really good for making shirts and it's really good for making stickers and decals for cars, decals for windows, stuff like that. Sweet. Um, so that's okay. a vinyl cutter. Sublimation printer is super cool. Um, this is a newer technology and basically it prints with this special ink that vaporizes onto different materials. So you print just like a normal printer on this special piece of paper and then it, let's say you want to print on a piece of metal. So there's a whole like industry built around making products that you uh -huh. can print on with sublimation. And so one of those things is like a metal sheet with a, a white polyester coating on top that will absorb the ink. And so you, you have your piece of metal, you put your paper on top, and you heat it up, and it vaporizes the ink and it absorbs and infuses into the material that you're printing on. And it's really cool because Jeez. it's like it goes below the surface. It like actually like absorbs into the and material. And so wait, 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 the, the iron changes color? Is that it? No, it's not changing color. It's just like taking the ink from the paper and vaporizing it so that it goes into whatever you're printing on. Okay, so what, is, what does that do? I'm, I'm a little confused. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to explain. The, the, my the, my basic, brain. the basic principle <laughs> is that grooves. you have this printed design on a, on a special piece of paper with okay. special ink, right? Yeah. And you put it onto something you want to print on yeah, on yeah. top of it. And then you heat it up, yeah. and the ink drops from the paper onto whatever you're printing on. Oh, so it, it's not, it doesn't have to do with iron. It's just like... Like the metal? Yeah, no, no. No, no, I no, 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 no. I don't know why I was no, thinking it's that. Like, it's a heat it's, thing. It's a okay, heat yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you, you heat up the ink, it drops from the paper onto what you're printing on. That's okay, it. I think I've seen these. Yeah, yeah, they mm -hmm. make like t-shirts and like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you can print t-shirts and okay. you can print on anything with a polyester coating or which is absorbent. So it's really cool. You can print on wood, you can print on ceramics, metal plastics anything pretty okay. much that's awesome so that's do you don't have to go through all of them yeah okay what was so, like the the dt dtg that's direct DTG. to garment direct so to garment. that's the newest machine that we got and i made this shirt on it that i'm wearing and people won't be able to see it but it's like you can print full color photo it's just like a normal printer except instead of printing on paper it's printing on fabric and that's it so you can do it's very versatile it's really cool that's pretty dope yeah okay so i mean th those are just some of the stuff mm -hmm. um that's awesome yeah I mean, and those are the, those are the soft technologies too the other ones will like let you cut and engrave metal and wood and plastic and stuff like that and i won't get into it but yeah that's like the heavy <laughs> <duty> stuff <laughs> that's the that's the like i don't know i don't know how to describe it that's yeah the... I, there's it, there's a whole world behind each machine so we definitely don't want to get too into it but like the water jet will cut through inch thick like aluminum and stone and you can that's, put pieces together. It's that's fascinating. It's hard to wrap this your is, brain around yeah. everything that you can make with this stuff. It's yeah. I think that's that's why the makerspace is like so cool to me. I mean, I, I I've been in there uh, like once, but I mean, it was a really cool space just to be like. I feel like there's so much potential to it. Like I was talking with Alex, or as I know, Mr. Wolf, and I mean, it, it's just so cool to see what you guys are doing, and just like it's so revolutionary and so like 
why can't more people be doing this? Thank you for that. Right? It's, so it's, it's the hard thing about I think it's it. It's awesome. Is that some people get intimidated by it. Right? Oh like yeah, they, for they sure. See all that stuff 100%. And like, oh, I gotta be like a super smart person to learn how to use all this stuff. In reality, it's like ten minutes for anything. Ten minutes. In ten minutes, I'm confident that we could walk you through how to use any of the equipment. And the, That's the, the beautiful thing behind it is that all the machine, all of it is basically the same thing. The only difference is what you're doing on the end of the machine. All of them move in two or three dimensions. Okay. The only difference is what you have on the end, whether that's a laser or a knife or a hot glue gun on a 3D printer, right? Like basically, or, or a print head. <laughs> a right? what? Or like a print head for like yeah. a printer. Okay. It's all kind of the same thing. So there's like taking uh, an art piece or an image or like a design file, putting it into a digital workspace and then making it real. Ideas to bits to atoms is the thing we like to say. Ideas to bits to to atoms. To atoms. Yeah, it's like taking a concept, turning it into bits on a computer, right? Like bits a digital on a thing. Okay. And then turning that digital file back into a physical object um, on a machine. Okay. It's like three steps, and it's universal for any machine you'll use anywhere at any level. That's interesting. I didn't really like put that correlation together. Yeah, it's. But I mean, when you think about it, it does make sense. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit more about the, it's a 501 like type C nonprofit, mm -hmm. right? So what does that mean? I don't know, man. <laughs> we're, we're 501c3 nonprofit. Um, was that, were you, were you my, not the, like the business? No, 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 no. That, that's why I didn't want like my face to be the only thing that you okay. imagine when you think of this okay. like nonprofit in the idea center. Um, Alex, and we have a board of like yeah. people's parents who are like lawyers and wow. like, business people and stuff like that who help us out a ton. Okay. And, um, they kind of manage that stuff because I'm 20, man. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to make enough I, money to survive. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Um, okay. Um, I heard a while ago, you made an Instagram post. Yeah. And it was like, I dropped out of college to start this. Can, yeah, can yeah. you elaborate on this anymore? One, where <laughs> were you going to college? Two, what, what was like the, what was dropping out for you? Because oh. I feel like there's a little bit of a like... Uh, like all the like super like one percent of people are like I dropped out of a college I dropped yeah, out of yeah. high school I, so was there like stigma with I guess stigma with that and then like what were your parents and family and friends like so uh, everybody in my life was actually really really supportive of it which I'm super grateful for my parents were like okay you figured out <laughs> your parents you know, we trust you do your thing um that's great alex was actually a little apprehensive he's like oh your parents are gonna kill me if i let you do this but i'm like i, I want to really bad so i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> um but yeah so very supportive environment from all the people in my life which is really cool yeah that's um, awesome there was not really so there wasn't really that much stigma but i did have some anxiety about like when you kind of start to di divert off the path that everybody is taking everybody goes through school and they go through college and they get a job and at least, and that's in my mind, that's like what people do, right? Like, that's, yeah, that's no, how their lives go. I definitely understand that, yeah. And so I always had a little bit of a fear, like, I really don't want to know what my life is going to look like uh, 10, 20 years ahead of time. You know what I mean? Because, like, well, that's wait, kind of this little With spooky. college or without college? Uh, in, or just in like general, in general? So in general, like, I see this path, like, go to college, get a job, make enough money, buy a house, yeah, make a family. Living in suburbia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah, wherever. Okay. And, and that kind of scared me. But also, like, going off that path feels a little weird, too, because now I don't have any, like, flags to follow or markers. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. Wait, huh? Like, I don't have anything to grade yeah. myself against. Yeah. Because I, I'm I'm going in a totally different route that I don't have, I, think I can't, like. 
I think that's kind of a blessing at the same time, though. I, it is, yeah, right? for sure. But it all—it's a big source of anxiety, and it definitely was when I was trying to make that decision. Like, yeah, definitely. I don't want to feel like that. I'm just not doing anything, you know. Yeah. And I, and I'm not not doing anything. Like, I'm, I'm working really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard to tell because there's no scale. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that—that's something I think the school system has done a little weird, which is quantify the expectations and grades and that so mm -hmm. well that it's like. Like, I, I'm still in college, right? It's like, oh, are you doing good? It's like, well, I got all A's. And it's like, one-sided people would say, well, then you're doing good. You got A's. You yep. got a very quantifiable amount of thing. You shouldn't have anxiety about the future. You're going to be fine. But then the other side, which is the side I reside on, which is like, well, are you getting an education? Are you doing things outside yeah, yeah. of? Did you actually learn and retain information? Right, because I can get all A's and then like, six months down the line, you've forgotten 90% of it. Yeah, exactly. Or have you, like, made made notes that are going to be reviewable that you can, like, permanently learn this information about? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why I was kind of saying it's a blessing to almost not have that, like, yeah, I'm totally quantifiable thing. But I don't know. Yeah. So... And despite that, I still had that anxiety. But obviously it didn't matter enough because I ended up doing it anyway. But, yeah. That's fair enough. I think there's... I mean, I... Okay, so... I was listening to this podcast. It's called Philosophize This. Have you heard of it? I think I've seen it. It's so good. <laughs> I'll, I'll like link it in the description or okay. something. It was like uh, like one episode 157. It was on like um, Simone de Beauvoir. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. But pretty much what it had to do, it had to do with the, the ethics of ambiguity. And I mm. just finished this ethics course, so I'm like super into it. And pretty much what it's saying, and I'm going to try and like not screw this up. If you want like the real information, go to the podcast. Yeah. I'll link it. Um, but the it, it's talking about the ethics of ambiguity. And I mean, the portion of this that I'm going to take out is, is it was pretty much saying there's a constant tension in your life. And what uh, De Beauvoir was saying is that it's a good thing that you have this tension because this tension in your life proves that like you are real that you exist because it proves that you are not only a subject, but you are an object. And because you have both subjectivity and objectivity, you exist like as a person, right? Cause if you're a fence post and I, that's literally cause <laughs> I'm looking straight at a fence post, you are merely an object, right? right? You don't have that subjectivity to act on your own, but as people, we are not only objects that exist in the world for, I mean, other people. It's weird to think about it that way. But we are also subjects that act on other people or other objects in yeah. the world. And so because we have that subjectivity and objectivity, we have this constant tension, right? And this yeah. tension is also kind of simultaneously what proves, like, us being human and us being real, right? And so it's... It's weird when you say, well, well, it was anxiety one way or it was anxiety the other way. It was hard to find other people like that, too, up there. There are a lot uh, of people who, who go, I mean, most people college. Like just go to college okay. to, to do class and then to go drink and, you know, party on the weekends, right? Yeah. And, like, that, 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 that that's yeah. okay. It, it, socially, like, that's, that's kind of the normal. It's like, do your classes, get your grades, and then do whatever you want. Well, okay. And there weren't a lot of people who wanted to create something which was really kind of shocking to me that people didn't like the priorities were out of whack and from my perspective yeah yeah and I, I mean from their perspective I'm sure mine were too because <laughs> I just wanted to create things yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I guess there's probably a, a place of balance somewhere in there okay you were telling me you actually have like free time now 
Yeah, I do. And it's it's not a lot, but it feels more free. Because I, I think I've just gotten to a point where I'm better at putting a big wall between what it, like work, work time yeah. and then like other time. That's good. So that way, I, yeah. like, I, I think I read something or heard something from a friend somewhere about just like setting a really strict line, like drawing a, a good line between that. And that, that's helped me a lot, I think. So it sounds like having, like, a physical location, which is the idea center yeah. where you do a lot of your work, mm-hmm. sounds like it's, like, really, really purposeful and really helpful for creating that boundary. Yeah, and it's not to say that I don't do some idea center stuff, oh. like, at home, because sometimes I just want to. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's good, because then I, I, I don't feel like I need to whenever I leave, so. Yeah, I think that's the thing, where it's, like, when it's dependent on... Like doing homework in the same place as you sleep, because I mean, yeah, it's that, that, that's where I tend to do it, and um, it's a lot more difficult. But I don't know. So how is the how is the Make Your Space current day? You guys opened up. We like a yeah, month ago? yeah, now? about a month ago. So, but today's like the fourteenth or something. Yes. And on the twelfth was our our one month anniversary. So Ooh, been open for about a month, a little bit more. Thank you. Sweet. Um and. Yeah, I, it's. How's the first month been? It's been it's been quiet. It's been quiet. But okay. what we anticipate happening is that as soon as school starts, all the kids from Data are gonna go right from Data, like <laughs> walk the three blocks up the street, and then right up to school, just like fill up the makerspace. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and we've we've got some members from the community already signed up as like just community members who are on a membership. Okay. Um, and yesterday, on Saturday, was pretty packed. We. Like I was saying a little earlier, we had every a bunch of people in there just making stuff. Um, yeah, so I mean, game. if we could just talk about that again, what were what were you you're telling me about some of the projects, some of the people there who were working on? Yeah, you just talk about that a little. Yeah, so we had a couple people. The shirts have been super popular. People come in and make vinyl shirts, DTG shirts now, uh-huh. um, and that's kind of like a standard. And if you don't know what you're doing, that's really easy to start with. Um, but uh, some of the other volunteers, Ashley and Peyton, uh, were helping them out, and I was helping out. First, there was a guy who came in from Dos Pueblos, um, the high school up in, I think it's Goleta or Montecito or Santa, I don't know, Santa Barbara area. Yeah. Um, and we had just built two really big CNC routers for them. Because another thing that some ambassadors did a long time ago in the start was like build CNCs and give them to teachers and like okay. teach them how to use it. Um, and that was really big because a lot of people like teachers would get 3D printers with CNCs and then not know how to use it. Okay. And then it would just like go to the trash. Oh. Basically, like we're yeah. sitting in the closet for forever. Yeah. Um, so that was our initial goal. We would help teachers do that. And anyway, we built two big CNCs for Dos Pueblos to help them out. Um, and we had a guy come in earlier, and we gave him a little class on Fusion 360, which is like how you program the CNC to make whatever you want it to make. Um, and then later on, a really cool project, we had a guy come in, and uh, I helped him make a topographical map. So there's this thing um, online. It's crazy. People just make these apps for free on the Internet. And they just do the these amazing things. I know it's, it's beautiful. And it's yeah. free. It's crazy. It's free. <laughs> it's there's there's these two websites, uh, Terrain to STL, and I forget the other one. But basically, it takes this satellite data of the mm. whole planet, everywhere except like underwater because it can't like scan through. And um, you can get a 3D map of anywhere on the planet, pretty much, in varying levels of resolution and quality. But you can get it. And so what that means is that you can take that, put it into this program, Fusion 360, and you can make a program that says follow the surface with a with a like basically a drill bit with a round bottom, and that's going to basically carve out of a piece of wood wow. this shape of the planet, 
however you want. So you could like look up Mount Everest or Hawaii or these different places, and you can carve it out of wood or metal or plastic. Uh, and we helped a guy make one yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you keep mentioning the STEM ambassadors group. Can you give us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So that it's very integral to Idea Center. STEM ambassadors comes first. That's the nonprofit that we founded in 2017 that I was telling you about. Okay, so that's the nonprofit. That's the nonprofit. That's the core of all of this. Okay. And then Idea Center is our like physical makerspace project that is built by some ambassadors. That's kind of oh, like the way okay. it works. So ambassadors is this big thing. And then the Idea Center is one of our projects. Okay. Mm. Now, for people listening, can they like join the ambassadors or do anything like that? Right. Or... So the ambassadors is. Um, kind of a closed nonprofit. Like we don't have an official application process because okay. we're not huge. Okay. So just like if a if a really excited like enthusiastic kid comes to Mr. Wolf's class and like he fits the bill Steal for like, this ambassador, just take him, <laughs> take him away before like robotics can take They're him or something else. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get him before the other programs. Um, yeah, okay. And so so that's kind of how it's been. Um, I don't know if people feel like they know somebody who is passionate about not just using some technology, but you have to be passionate about teaching others mm -hmm. how to do it in a non-intimidating uh, way. Yeah. And, like, come by, and, like, maybe you can join. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask, how can people get involved with what you're doing, like, real time? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll put, like, stuff in the description, like an address. Do you, yeah. do you guys have a website? Yeah, we do. It's ambassadors, www.stambassadors.net. There's a big orange button that I added yesterday that goes straight to the Idea Center page because people keep getting confused. Um, so check it out there and then all of our social handles and stuff are there too. So if I wanted, uh, the idea center, it's subscription based. Could you tell us about that? Yeah. Like so the idea center works on a membership structure. So okay. think of a gym, like you pay X dollars, it's a hundred dollars a month for a membership to the makerspace. And that gives you full access to the space. Any of the hours that were open, um, you get classes for free if they're taught by staff, paid staff at the space, which is me. <laughs> um, and uh and yeah that that's about it and then there's day passes too so for twenty dollars you can be in there for the whole day um and get help from any of the volunteers and i think i we're still kind of working it out but classes if you're just coming in with a day pass you're still mm -hmm. gonna be the charge okay I think, so so i mean if you're listening you can look up the handle you can make stuff mm -hmm. if you got insane ideas hit this guy up he's yeah. awesome and just to be clear this so. ambassador is like getting involved in that is different than getting involved in the idea yeah, center okay. right that's like the nonprofit. we would have it would be like an application thing yeah and like we would yeah. have to pick and choose people but yeah. if you want to get involved in the idea center there's donation buttons you like, <laughs> love that you give us money and then you can always come in and if you have like a skill like you're really good at making stuff and you want to volunteer and help that's always appreciated too yeah okay. or just come in and make stuff that's sweet well i think that's gonna be about it cool we've talked for 40 minutes now <laughs> and it's felt like 10 yeah. so um yeah, I just want to thank Jalen. He's, uh, as I now know, one of many who has helped uh, start the nonprofit, uh, STEM Ambassadors, and one of the, I want to say, main guys that helped uh, found the Idea Center. So, that's going to be it. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah.